Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances, they can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon. I'm a certified financial planner, qualified kingdom advisor, fiduciary, and the founder of Crystal Clear Finances. And I'm gonna be your host for the next 30 minutes as we begin to talk about what should an advisor be bringing to the table. Now, before we jump into our discussion, and of course, this is part four of a series we're doing for the month of December, I do want to recognize that Christmas is literally hours away. And so to all of you who are listening, I'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I want to remind you again that although the world and everything you see on TV and many times you'll hear on the radio will teach you that you need to go buy something, you need to go get a bunch of presents, you need to get in debt, you need to spend, spend, spend for this holiday season to actually be meaningful, that that is not true at all. Many times what our children want, what our loved ones want, is just time with us. And the greatest gift we can do or can give is to be present, to be mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally present with those we love and interact with them. So I would encourage you as you go to Christmas morning to make Christmas memories but don't just save it for December 25th. Let's try practicing that every year because when you become truly wealthy, it's not just about your finances that you have. It's not just having surpluses. It's having an abundance of quality relationships that you're present with one another and you're living and you're giving and you're interacting. And so that's what I wish for you for this Christmas. And even as we enter into the new year of a positive perspective of what's really important and what true wealth is. So with that being said, Merry Christmas. I I wish you a happy new year. And I'm going to jump into our discussion today because we are in part four of our series, because as we looked at this end of the year, many times individuals will be mistaken and they'll evaluate an advisor simply based on what their financial statement says. If the financial statement says, woohoo, we are making a ton of money. Well, then obviously my financial advisor must be awesome. That is not true. If you, anybody, well, I shouldn't say anybody, because I remember compliance views everything that we do. So many people, let's go that way. Many individuals can make money in an up market and not be picking quality companies. Okay, so we can't evaluate just because something's doing good. Many times individuals will look at a statement and when it's up, they think that the advisor is awesome. When it's down, well, obviously the advisor's not awesome. And we know at Crystal Clear Finances, that is so not true. We need these down periods because when the down periods come, it reveals any stocks, bonds, different companies that are out there that really weren't that good, that were just doing good because everything else was. And when the markets goes down, it begins to expose what the strength is of that company and what the dividends are and different components. And so I want 
want to encourage you, part of our four-part series was to say, listen, there's so much more your financial advisor should be bringing to the table besides what you're just seeing on your statement. So we have spent time going over first part was the experience and the credentials that a financial advisor should be bringing to the table. I get a little nervous when someone goes on air or someone puts up a money coaching site and says, hey, I'm going to give you money advice. And yet they're on the edge of bankruptcy themselves, or they've been through several bankruptcies and still are in that pattern. And please understand, this is not a judgment. Uh, statement. When it comes to bankruptcy, if you need to go through that as you walk through it and as you're putting the pieces back together, that's fine. But remember, we can't lead people where we have not been ourselves. So when we're looking for a financial advisor or a financial money coach or whatever the new lingos and terms and fads are out there, it's important that we begin to look at the experience, the reason why they're doing it. Is this just a job for them? And we also need to look at the credentials. And that leads us right into our week two when we began to talk about why that's so important. It's because there has to be a measure of accountability. I want you to think about this for a moment. If individuals are giving you counsel on your finances and there is no repercussion on them, their business or anything, whether it's good counsel they're giving you or not, How is that a safe type of environment for an exchange of ideas? That's just, hey, this is my opinion. Hope it works out for you. So what I believe in is that there needs to be a form of accountability. Not that a financial advisor says, hey, you should invest in this and this will always grow. Yeah, that doesn't happen that way. But there needs to be that accountability that says, listen, you can't promise that something's going to grow to the sky. You can't say that there is no risk involved. You've got to be able to show both sides of the coin to say, hey, this is what happens in good times. Here's what happens in bad times. And you have to have backup plans for it and be able to run numbers and have real study that has gone in to give the advice that you give. And that's why when we talk about what do we look for, what should an advisor be bringing to the table to you, the investor? I believe experience. I believe credentials accountability was one that we spent a whole session talking about the different types of licenses that are out there. And we're not talking about the licenses that you get and it takes you, you know, 60 days to get it. And then you can put hang this little shingle that says, hey, I'm now this this financial advisor. We're talking about true accountability that you can work with an advisor who is preaching and teaching from where they already are. Then the third area that we talked about, and again, I want to jump into what we have today, but I want to bring everyone up to speed, experience, credentials, accountability. And last week, last week, we spent a lot of time talking about philosophy. Now, I know that sounds like this uh, high tooting word, doesn't it? Philosophy. But it's so important because understand, even you, everyone has a thought process when it comes to money. There's something that they believe. Now, it could go very basic as of, I don't believe I'll ever have enough. Or it could be to the other extreme that says, I believe I'm going to have all the money in the world, so I'm going to spend like it. Everyone has a thought process when it comes to money. And so what we need to understand is, what is your 
advisor's thought process when it comes to money, because we want to know their philosophy. Many times individuals will say, I don't know, Crystal, what do you think? Do you think I should be in this fund? And I have to explain to them, my risk tolerance is so high because after 24 years of watching market cycles come and go, I've become accustomed to a lot of intentional risk. And by intentional means, I'm not just throwing mud on the wall. I'm calculating it and saying, I'm going to take some calculated risk here. So I'm very comfortable with calculated risk. And what we need to find as advisors is what are you comfortable with? But before we can even find out what you're comfortable with, we have to find out the philosophy. And so we spent a lot of time last week talking about the importance of having resources outside the market. Those are more of our safe-oriented, steady eddy type of, of growth vehicles. And then we talked about the importance of having money that is in the market or is in other types of investments. And that's where the risk, the calculated risk is. And then, of course, having the proper protection in place. So we're looking at all of that. In our philosophy, we believe it's more important to help our clients avoid the losses than just focusing on the winning. And how does that work? Well, just think of what's happened this past year. Oh, my word. When you look where people were in January and where we are today in regards to the market, isn't it nice to know, at least for the crystal clear finances clients that we also dealt with different areas so that when the we're not technically quote unquote winning in the market, we have other places where we're seeing the sunshine, we're seeing growth happening because we have a more holistic approach to it that it doesn't all belong in the market. We need money outside the market. We need proper protection. We have a holistic approach. So if you'd like more information on that, I encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, Crystal Clear Finance finances. And you can watch last week's program. And you can always visit our website at crystalclearfinances.com. Go to our radio tab. And of course, we have all our radio programs right there waiting for you so that you can listen to them and grab those financial nuggets. Well, today, today I want to talk about process because those are the four areas. Experience and credentials, that's one key area. Accountability, now that's a key area. Philosophy, how does your advisor think and you recognizing how you think? And then the fourth area is there needs to be a proven process. I mean, think about it when you go to a fast food place, right? Now, I am not condoning McDonald's, Wendy's, or any of these fast food places. But I tell you what, when you go inside, you know what to do, right? You go to the counter, you're going to order what your hot fries, extra salt, or maybe no salt, however you do it. And they have a system in which they know when to drop the fries, when to put the burgers in the grease, what, how to get the milkshake. All of that is a system that is taught to the employees there so that it is repeatable, duplicatable, sustainable, so that every time a customer comes in, they receive the same experience. It's the same type of fries. It's the same chocolate milkshake, the same greasy burger. All of that is because there is a process. Now, how much more do we need a process when it comes to your finances? When you go in and you work with your financial advisor, and again, this I want to encourage you, if you already have a financial advisor, 
great. If you have a good relationship with them, keep working with them. If you don't know their process, ask them. Hopefully they have one because there needs to be a process in place so that nothing falls through the cracks. So what I'd like to do today is I want to talk about our client process, but understand this, there is a client process and there's key topics that we go through during these processes. There is a market cycle process, which basically, and we'll get into this, we probably won't get to it today, so that will be next week's program, but understanding where we are in the market and what that means for the actions we need to take. So we need to have a market cycle process. And then there needs to be a cash flow process and retirement process as individuals begin to transition into that retirement. There needs to be a cash flow analysis, different things that need to happen as different batons are changing hands, as no more W-2 incomes coming in. Where do we get the other income from? All of these, all of them. Their processes. And that's what we want to begin to look at today. So I'm going to walk through mine. You can take this process and look to see what you're doing with your current advisor. But I strongly encourage if you are looking for advisors or an advisor to look for an office that has processes in place. And I get calls all the time as I'm uh, welcoming new clients on board. And they'll say to me, I, you know, I just want to sit down and ask you some questions. And they get all nervous. And I say, Absolutely. I am thrilled when I have a client that comes in, a potential client, and says, I first want to ask you some questions. Because it's important that as an advisor and a client, that working relationship together be strong. And if it doesn't click, well, then there's no sense doing it, right? We need to make sure there are enough good financial advisors out there that you can find someone that you say, you know what? I really like this person. I like the way they think. I like the way they process information. I like the process they bring me through as a client. And that's what I would encourage you to find. So let's go over our client process that we have here at Crystal Clear Finances. And those of you who are listening who are clients, you're going to recognize all these steps and maybe when we went through it, you didn't realize it, but this is the process that myself, my son, George V, who we lovingly call five, as we go through this process, this is what we follow. Now, this is a 10-step process and you might think, oh my gosh, 10 steps takes forever. Not really. We cover the first five steps in the very first meeting because that's the meeting, the first section where we find out, do we have a good working relationship together? Is this someone that we want to do business with? And is this, and for you, are we someone you want to do business with? That's that evaluation, like that first date of, hmm, is this really going to click for me? Or do I need to look for a different advisor? Then the remaining meetings have to deal with talking about strategies and being able to implement the strategies. And there's specific steps we take in there. But what I want to do, I want to take a quick 30-second break, and then I'm going to be right back. And we'll go through the client process that we use here at Crystal Clear Finances. The market is down, coworkers are stressed, and inflation keeps rising. This is Crystal Langdon with today's Financial Gem. When finances get tight, we remember we must depend upon God. 
Those who don't believe God yet need to see the ones who do. So there must be a difference in how we react to down statements and market volatility. For how will they trust God if we don't lead the way? While the market is still down, make the most of this opportunity and live the reason for your hope. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon, and such a pleasure to be here with you on this Christmas weekend. What a joy. And again, as I said at the beginning of our program, make sure you take time to love on those who are close to you. What a great opportunity you have. That is one of the best presents you can give. So let's jump back into what we are talking about this month. We're talking about what to look for in an advisor because it is much more than what a statement reveals. It's much more than rate of return that you should evaluate an advisor on. You want to see what else is being brought to the table. Now, if something else is not being brought to the table, okay, that's a whole nother discussion. That could be just where they're doing money management. But in our case, as we're certified financial planners, it's a more holistic approach. Now, I promised before we went to the break that we were going to walk through our 10-step process. And so I'd like to spend the rest of our time together going through that because our very first step that we go through when we're getting to know an individual is that we do step one, which is we want to hear from you. We literally, that's the name of the step, want to get to know you. So how do we do that in a succinct manner? Because I remember when I first started out, I was like, okay, so tell me about yourself. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, um, okay. And they didn't really know where to go. We couldn't really get some traction. It took like two, three hours to get through a meeting because it wasn't succinct because 24 years ago, I didn't have a process. But as we grew, we began to say, okay, there's a way that we can show we care and be more succinct. So we began these 10 open-ended questions that we usually ask our clients. And I'll give you a, a few peeks at some of them. One of the questions we'll ask is, what are some of the things you're doing now that that you love. I mean, I could give you a gold star for it. You are like, hey, I love it. I am over contributing to my 401k. I am debt free. I am saving. I am paying off my house quicker than the note demands. I'm doing all these things. And those are commonly what I hear people tell me is their gold star items they're doing. Then, of course, if I want to find out what you believe is the best things that you're doing, right, I want to hear what are the things that you're like, and well, here's where I don't have the gold stars. You know, I'm I'm spending up my credit cards all the time. Uh, I'm not maxing out my Roth. I know I should, but somehow I never get it done. Uh, I, I should be systematic investing, but I'm spending way too much by going out to eat, whatever they are. But during those times of these 10 open-ended questions, we're able to hear what you love, what are the good gold star areas of your life, and what are the areas that you're tripping on? Now, to me, and I'm letting you in on a little secret here, to me, this is very valuable information because just because you think this is a gold star area of your life does not necessarily mean 
it's actually good what you're doing. I know, <gasps> hard to believe, but there are things that we do in our life that we're actually proud of. I'm guilty of it too. I'm like, look at this. I'm skipping breakfast and skipping lunch. I'm going to get my weight under control. This is awesome. And then you talk to a dietitian and they're like, that's your gold star crystal. Okay. Well, I don't want to call your baby ugly, but uh, that's not good. So I need to hear what are the, the patterns that are enforced in you that you are hanging on to, to find out if they really are good. And if they are, I want to celebrate with you and encourage and endorse that. If there are some where perhaps there may be a better way to look at it, another thought process, then later on in the discussion, I'm probably going to bring that up. So can you see how even getting to know the client is so instructional, it's so intentional, getting to know inside your mind what you believe? Now, of course, during that time, we're going to, in the first meeting, we're going to want to know, hey, when you leave the meeting today, what needs to happen so you feel this was a success? Because what I don't want is you to come to the meeting and say, well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> I want to make sure that we're both honoring our times. So I want to know what are your clear cut goals of, hey, I just want to know, am I going to make it to retirement? Am I going to, here's a better one. Am I going to make it through retirement? These are all what you should be bringing to your financial advisor and saying, and if you're interviewing a financial advisor or meeting with them for the first time, or even on your annual reviews, going back to the initial things of this is what I was concerned of. And here's what my goals were. My goal was to save $100,000. Well, you've done it. Now, what's the new goal? My goal was to be able to retire and let my wife retire, or be able to work around the country, whatever the goal goals are that you are setting for yourself, these need to be known to the advisor so that together you can overcome the hurdles that will approach themselves because they will. But we want to have a more holistic approach and getting to know you as a client, what's important to you, how you believe money works, the habits that you're doing that you love, the habits that you're doing that you hate. And then we want to know what's keeping you up at night. You know, if if when it comes to money, I love this question, when it comes to money, when I look at it, money is what to me? Some people say money is security to me. Money is fun to me. Money is entertainment. Money is irrelevant. All those words that you give us when it comes to money, you know, this is what I think about when we ask those more detailed questions and really dive in. And I would ask you when it comes to money, what are your thoughts? How would you describe money and the importance of it in your life? Knowing that, you knowing that, and also me knowing that is going to help us put together a plan. Now, once I've gone through my 10 questions, and of course, I'm just skipping over them, skimming, taking little pieces of them. But once I feel, okay, I've got a good idea of what you're looking to accomplish in today's meeting and what your goals are going out. Now, I want to show you what I do, more importantly, what I do that's unique to see if this is what you're looking for. Because here's the scary news, not everyone fits with a financial advisor. There are some people who like to do it themselves, and that is totally fine. 
There are some people that say, no, I don't want to try to do this myself. I want to focus on my family. I want to focus on my job. I want to focus on my faith, my fitness, all these other things that are going on in life. I don't have time, Crystal, (laughs) to be a financial advisor and learn what you do. And that works great too. So what we want to do is we want to now in the second step, is explain how we're unique and what we look at. That is why I'm always going over my three, two, one philosophy about the three components of a financial plan, the two belief systems that we have, and the one goal that we have for every one of our clients. And when people can hear that and we can walk through and demonstrate why we believe the way we have, why this is our philosophy, then that is that aha moment where they can decide, yeah, this is the team that I want to work with, or are you kidding me? I don't want anything to do with this team. After we've come to that kind of aha moment, not that we've said anything to each other, but we're kind of now, we've both gathered that information. Now becomes a time where we begin to say, all right, in order to go move forward, this is the form I need you to fill out. I don't need your social security. I don't even need your date of birth. I don't even need the account numbers on whatever investments you have. But what I would like to know is what your age is, like how old are you, 55, 65, how close to retirement or how close you are to certain goals that are going to happen in your life, how many children you have. I need to know how much protection needs to be put in place. I need to know if there's going to be legacy. And I have a form that literally goes through how much resources coming in the front door, because eventually we're going to ask how much is going out the back door. And if there's anything left over in between, we're going to talk about what do we have at a local bank? Now, is that necessarily because everything has to be moved over to crystal clear finances? No, it has to do with making sure that every bit of your resources, wherever it is, it's being efficient. I just want to identify lazy money. And say, hey, uh, this lazy money that's sitting here getting you point nothing, there are other places we can put it where it can get some growth without putting it into the market. So we want to make sure that we understand what's going on in your bank in this form that's going to have you write down what's going on with your mortgage. Many people are double paying. Some have the luxury of even triple paying on their mortgage. But if your mortgage is locked in at what the rates were before, 3 or 4%, why would you take your money to pay off a 3 or 4% loan when if you need that money in the future to go to the bank, it could be 7, 8, 9, 10%. Doesn't make any sense. So we need to see what's going on with the mortgage. What are the rates that you're paying? How much are you paying each month? Then we'll go into the investments. If you're scared of the market, do you have everything in it? If so, why? These are the things that this sheet, this form that we have you fill out, it's not just a data sheet. Oh, let's just do data entry. This form gives us valuable information. It literally gives us the physical evidence of what you believe. Think about that. This form that you fill out, which we call the confidential questionnaire, represents the physical manifestation of your belief system. Because if you believe that you don't have enough and you're going to be a pauper and you have a very 
you know, oh my gosh, I'm so scared of money. Chances are you're probably trying to squirrel as much money away. You probably or probably shouldn't have everything in the market because that's a great place where it can go up and down. And if you're not there mentally where you can handle that, that might not be a good place. But there are a lot of things that are reflected. If you believe that it's better to get your house paid off because you believe a house is a debt instead of a liability and that it's not leveraged. If you have thought processes, it's going to show up on that sheet. That's why in step three in our process, that's all happening in the first meeting. We're going to slide that across the table and say, we need you to fill this out. And what I love about it is when a client brings that back and we look at it and we go over it, what it does, it shows us that years from now, after we've been working together, where we started and my exciting part is how far we have come together. So it's such a key integral part in our process that we bring our clients through. Well, I am looking at the clock. I am realizing I went through three steps and we are already at the end of our program. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite you back next week. We're going to get through this 10-step process. And then I do want to talk a little bit about the market processes. And we'll just keep tackling this week after week so that you can feel confident to know how to research, how to find a financial advisor, one that works in conjunction with you and your goals. So we are at the end of our time together. If you would like to work with us here at Crystal Clear Finances, I want to encourage you to give us a call at 518-433-7181 and then join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through Alpha Star Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and Alpha Star are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.